you're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Tox Aruture. This is episode 48. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast where we believe abundance is a state of mind. Episode 48 is cultivating an abundance mindset. Hey, 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 what's popping? If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you for joining me. I'm honored that you're here. And I'd like to know how you found out about this amazing space because there are so many avenues <laughs> to discovering things. And I'm always curious as to how people discover this podcast, whether it's through word of mouth, perhaps a friend sent it to you, or maybe we're already connected on social media, or it was Google. I'd love to know. Let me know. And if this is your second or 16th or 48th time here, or even 70th time, and yes, that's possible because people have been re-listening to previous episodes and so have been here more than the number of episodes that I've published. Welcome and thank you so much for coming back. I am super excited about today's episode because I have been talking about abundance in tiny, tiny little bits and pieces from previous episodes. You'd have heard me say something about abundance and then I follow with and we're going to do an episode soon. <laughs> well, the soon has finally come. It starts today, our mini series on cultivating an abundance mindset. Because when we want to see changes on the outside, people who leave from the inside out make the change inside. People who understand that mindset is at the core of everything that happens to us or everything that we do know that all outside or outward change needs to occur on the inside. So this is exciting. I'm also very, very excited and thrilled about my up and coming YouTube channel, which launches on the 3rd of December. Been doing some recording. I have an amazing assistant that has been helping me. And honestly, now I know more than ever that it really does take a village. It's one of my favorite phrases. I always like to acknowledge the people in my life who have helped me and who help me every day on my journey. And I recognize that I also play a role in the lives of some of the people in my life. I hope that I do as well for you, but it really does take a village. And I think about how when you go to the movies, we see all the actors and everyone's names out there. And when it comes to the very end, the credits begin to roll and everybody gets up and walks out. Except, of course, if you're watching Marvel. Is it Marvel? I think it's Marvel that has a habit of letting all the credits roll and then they show you a snippet of what's to come next. And, and everyone gets excited. There's a surprise at the end. Don't rush out of the theatre. We don't always acknowledge or sit down to read the names of the gaff. <laughs> the people who carry the water, the cameramen, the sound engineer, and all of that, you know, there are all of these roles that make a movie what it is. And without those people, 
you will not be able to watch the movie, but the focus tends to be on the actor, the act, the actors and the actresses. Do they still say actresses? I think it's now sexist to say that. I think everybody wants to be called an actor. But anyway, here we are. So yes, I'm blessed to have people in my life who support every part of my journey. You'll get to meet them on YouTube when the channel launches on the 3rd of December. So stay tuned. I'm recording this as we race to the end of 2021, which feels like the year with no name, no title, no definition, right? <laughs> because we can say 2020 was when we had a pandemic and it was supposed, supposed to end in 2020. But it feels like we've spent this year talking about how devastating the pandemic was and are we even still in it or are we just talking about it? Are we coming out of it? Are we at the end? Are we living with it? I don't know. I don't know. But in my world, a lot has been popping. I've developed <laughs> this sweet tooth, which has become very difficult to shift. And I'm talking apple crumble cake. Yes, it's a sponge cake with, it's not actually apple crumble cake. I can't remember what it's called, but it's made by M&S. And it's a sponge cake that's got apple in it. Victoria sponge cake with apple or something like that. So it's like an apple crumble. But instead of the crumble, you have sponge cake instead. That's seriously ruining all of my plans at the moment. The other culprit is Valerie's patisserie um, strawberry gateau, which is covered in crunchy chopped almond. <laughs> and then there is patisseries. First time I got introduced to it was when we had our Chelsea in Bloom event at the Baby Cut Shop and we had a caterer who made the most amazing, amazing spread for us and it included potifaroles. I've never had it before. I've seen it, but I've never been drawn to it. And honestly, I got hooked. I haven't had it since then, but yesterday I just started craving it. So walked into my local Sainsbury's, picked up a pack of 12 and I think by the time I got back, I got home, I had downed about four of them and then another couple before I finally had to share with my kids what was left. So the problem with this is that I'm trying to shift my belly weight. <sighs> and that's a problem. <laughs> the bum and the hip weight I'm in love with. I'm totally fine with that because I've wanted a bum for most of my life. Being Nigerian surrounded by Nigerian aunties who had lovely round hips and I just was more of a boy because I was a tomboy. I'm happy to have a bum now, but the belly, the belly, <laughs> that's ruining things for me. <laughs> How has your week been? Did you do any decluttering? Because remember last week we talked about overwhelm and decluttering and all sorts of fun stuff. But today we are starting our series on abundance and it has been a long time coming. There's a saying that goes, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So you know my story of losing everything and starting all over again. If you're not familiar, then you need to go to episode one of this podcast or you can wait until the YouTube channel is launched but I think it's better you you get the full picture on the podcast because the channel the YouTube is not as as detailed and as long as this but it's a little bit more fun because you get to see my face <laughs> the subject of abundance is close to my heart 
not because I chased after money, although I did try that and I lost that race, but because I came to understand that if I was to live in the abundance of all that's possible for me, I first had to address all that wasn't abundance in my mind. Because I had reached a point in my journey where I understood that we produced what we have or on the inside. We produce what our hearts contain. Our actions are driven exclusively by feelings, which is sparked off by thoughts. And so you know that every single thought has a source, right? An internal or an external source, which is why we have to curate our environment while also being mindful of what we're ingesting. So the journey of seeking abundance, if we can call it that, started when I compared my present state at the time with what God said was possible in his word or what God said I was. And the two did not align. In fact, it looked like my life was running away from whatever blessings were supposed to be chasing me. So although I didn't go out of my way to start learning about the subject of abundance, I began to observe because, you know, we practice introspection, journaling, and all of that is such a powerful, powerful tool for observing your own life and your own behavior. Because if you're going to make any changes, you've got to first of all know what you're doing wrong or what you're not doing right. So I observed and I, I was able to draw some parallels as usual, just, you know, using my life as a book. And I'd like to share that with you today. Number one, I discovered that abundance is a mindset. If you leave inside out, it means that you have come away from the belief that the physical world we live in is superior to the unseen world. And that if you want to change the trajectory of your life, you cannot do so by moving things around like a chess game. Anything our senses can perceive is temporal. We can go as far as saying that anything our senses can perceive is past tense because the unseen, which is yet to exist in this realm, in our physical space, that is way more powerful. It carries the potential to become and grow into anything you can imagine and beyond. So the verse in the Bible that says, as a man thinks, so he is, there's is also a best-selling book by the same title, which you may have heard of, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Absolutely phenomenal book, published, would you believe, in 1903. And as usual, I've left the links to all resources in the show notes. The idea that we are what we think is not a suggestion or a theory, it's a fact. So abundance being a mindset means that you have to cultivate it. I believe we are wired to see limits wherever we go and societies are also set up to support that way of thinking. The laws and regulations in our space tell us what we can and cannot do and it's often for good reason obviously but when other people set the boundaries for our own existence for as long as it's been you begin to think within the lines as well and then you carry on setting boundaries within your subconscious think about a fence that was started years ago and then left incomplete 
and then one day somebody walks up to it and just continues to build at the same height, even growing up, if you think about it. Don't touch this. Don't go there. Stop saying that. That's not how you do it. It just feels, I mean, and I know, again, I say this, it's for good reason. We need boundaries to protect us. We need boundaries as children to stop us from burning our fingers, from having accidents. But we end up extending those boundaries to our minds so that we think and emerge only within those lines. The second observation I made about abundance as I cultivated this mindset was that I began to see the difference between abundance and lack. Okay, let's just call it what it is, poverty. Abundance and a poverty mindset. One of the first things you'll discover about a poverty mindset is that it has little to do with how much you own. You can have a wardrobe full of clothes. You can have a garage full of cars. You can have houses all over the world and still have a mind that's guided by scarcity. In fact, a poverty mindset begins with the belief that the ownership of material things is the marker for abundance. Have you ever watched any of those hoarding shows on reality TV? Do you know what? I refer to that often and I think about it often and I've never watched a single one and it's for a reason. I just feel that it's going to... You know, last week I mentioned that not everything that's true is good for you and not everything that's true and good is necessary for you. And that's one way to reduce clutter in your life by getting rid of things in your life that don't serve a purpose, even though they are useful or they have not outlived their usefulness. Well, that's one of it for me. There are TV shows that I know are informative and interesting and entertaining, but I don't watch them because it just doesn't sit well with me. (laughs) So the whole hoarding program, I know it's going to be entertaining and interesting, but especially knowing that behind that behavior is often an emotional problem. I just don't want to have to start carrying people's emotions with me wherever I go. (laughs) Many of us don't have a mentality that supports prosperity. People gather and hold on to material things as inconsequential as paper bags and birthday cards (laughs) and old wrapping paper. And it's clearly a fear of not having a source that's going to replenish their needs. The poverty mindset does not rely on a source. It relies on what it can see. It can't live in the invisible realm, cannot think of things that it cannot see as being real. And so my first things I began to get rid of was plastic containers. I had an abundance, (laughs) no pun intended, of empty takeaway containers and ice cream bowls and things like that that I wasn't using. I didn't need that many. And last week I mentioned about throwing away or getting rid of things that are still good and still useful, but because you don't need it or you don't need that many, you get rid of it anyway. And for me, that was just unthinkable because I just was not used to doing that. And so people tend to gather and hold on to material things because of its usefulness, 
because of its uh, sentimental value and also because of a fear that if they get rid of it, they are one day going to need it and it's not going to be there. I believe that abundance requires us to think and see our lives as a path that we're on and that everything we need for every point on the path is already provided. Some of it is within us and some of it is waiting on the path. And so tomorrow, there's going to be sufficiency for you. You may not necessarily see it today and that's because you don't need it today. But when you need it tomorrow or next month or next year, it's going to be waiting. A story comes to mind from the Bible and this was after the children of Israel had uh, come out when God had delivered them out of Egypt and they were in the God, they were in the wilderness and manna fell from heaven as their food and God said to them, just take what you need for today. You don't need to take anything for tomorrow. Don't store it. Don't keep it overnight. But some people understandably just could not fathom the fact that there was an abundance of manna, this sweet tasting wafer, and they were going to leave it and not gather it for the next day. There was just no confidence that it would be there tomorrow. And of course, when they did that, it rotted and maggots came and God wasn't pleased with them. Abundance requires you to make decisions today based on future, unseen, yet to be manifested resources. We desire prosperity. We talk about it and we even adorn ourselves with items to appear wealthy. And when we think about abundance, we don't think that we are blessed with it. Rather, we think about ways in which to pursue it. And that's not going to result in an abundant mindset. Because abundance is not about activity or physical things or anything that your senses can perceive. It's about the mind. The third observation I made was that poverty buries true wealth. Now, a few months ago when I began decluttering, I recognized the need to reduce the material things I own. So I talked about my kitchen cabinet and I was dealing with my wardrobe. I love a decluttered space, but I often struggle with reducing my clothes. Well, not anymore because my wardrobe is near empty now. Each clothing item I have carries a memory or a story. And there was the dress that I wore for my 40th birthday, which is still in my wardrobe today. I can't fit into it. And the rate at which my curves are changing, I know I'll never fit into it. I only wore that dress once. It was made by a designer who sadly left the fashion industry due to mental health issues. But it fits as though the fabric was first of all draped on me and then cut in place while I was standing and then sewn in place while it was still on my body. Finally, I have let go of the dress. Mentally, I've given it away to a dear sister friend of mine. And she's going to lose it if she doesn't pick it up soon. <laughs> you know yourself because I've told you. But it was only after I let go of that dress and so many others that I was able to see the possibility of a new way of dressing, a new style. While I was clearing out the wardrobe, I also came across a white shirt and I decided, OK, it was time for it to go. I hadn't worn it in three years. And as I took it off the hanger, <laughs> I noticed another shirt and a third 
all white shirts. The third one I had worn just once and it was perfect for a recent outing that I had and I didn't even know I had it. Layers of useless pieces heated because I didn't think I had enough. The things you are holding on to are obscuring your view of more valuable things and if you're a hoarder in any capacity of your material things or your gifts or your talents or your time or your energy, you best believe that you're robbing yourself and the world of the gems that you're carrying. And on the subject of hoarding still, a few years ago, I read a poem that described what I was doing. I knew what my gifts were. At least I knew some of them. I knew what my purpose was. And yet I didn't use them. I spent more time and energy holding it in. And one day I realized that the aches and the pains I was experiencing were due to tightly holding and squeezing my gifts in. Hoarding will cause you pain because it requires effort and it requires resources for you to store the things that you don't need anymore or the things that are not even yours any longer. Another story, when we moved back to the UK, which was rather sudden, we also thought that we would be returning. So we placed our things in storage. Eventually, it became apparent that the world was going through the Great Recession and things would never return to how they were. But I kept paying for storage. We had rebuilt our lives in the UK. I was now running a business. We survived without those items in the US for years, but I kept on paying. Not because the monetary value of the things in there were so high, but because of the emotional attachment I had to them. These things no longer belonged in our lives. We had moved on. We had left them behind. The entire world had moved on. <laughs> the past now owned them. And yet I kept them and even paid to keep them in existence. And that's the poverty mindset. It will cost you while giving you the impression that it's saving you money. Again, it's, it's leaving futuristically. There's a whole mini series on future mindedness. Future mindedness knows that everything it needs for the future lies in the future or is being cultivated with each day that passes. But the poverty mindset will tell you that everything you have now is needed for the future and you need to drag it around with you. The day that I called my friend to empty the storage was one I'll never forget. I was actually attending a theatre production of a Nigerian play in East London with a few friends of mine and I was just mesmerised by the talent and the richness of our culture and the music and I just was so inspired by it that I whipped out my phone and sent an email to her asking her to please empty the storage but save any photos. A burden lifted from me. I did not realize that mentally holding on to items from my past was like dragging a wagon of old stuff along while trying to rebuild anew. I suddenly felt free to build without limits and I realized that holding on to the past is doing the future a disservice because the energy needed for building is what you're using to hold on to things that are so heavy 
and your energy is being drained. Decluttering applies to both physical and mental spaces, just like hoarding can apply to material as well as intangible things. Are you hiding your gift? Is there something you should be doing that you keep procrastinating on? I'm in my 40s and this decade has taught me one thing and that is that I need to show up for younger women. I need to teach them the ropes that life has shown me so far. And if I choose to hoard my knowledge for any reason at all, I'm robbing people. And the same applies to you. Because what I know for sure is that we excel not for ourselves, but for those who are watching and waiting to be inspired. So even if you're at a point where you're comfortable with your achievements, you've raised your children, they're now adults, they're in school or university, you've paid off your mortgage and you're living the life, your retirement is even sorted out, you still have work to do. You have to share, you have to educate, you're not to hoard and revel in your achievements thus far. So how can you create or cultivate an abundance mindset? Number one, you are a river, you are not a pond. These were the words God told me that heralded the change in my mindset. A river is open at two ends, one to receive water and the other one to empty it into the other end, which is usually the ocean. A pond, on the other hand, is open just at the surface and it's dependent on precipitation or rainwater as its source. As a river, your source is God. You have a constant flow of resources flowing through you. A person who lacks that connection with God is like a pond, dependent on the intermittent and inconsistent supplies of water and has no outlet except through evaporation. And evaporation in this illustration represents all of the ups and downs and the comings and goings of life. It's the running around, the pain of bills, the unexpected expenses, the taxes. The supply of pond water represents your income. So to cultivate an abundance mindset, you've got to stop seeing yourself as a gatherer or a pond, a collector of things. I'm not saying you shouldn't save, but seeing yourself as being connected to a greater limitless source with resources permanently flowing through you will create new results. You need to understand that there may be times that the flow is low and, and at other times it's fast and things are going well, but know without any doubt whatsoever that you're connected and your flow is endless. That really changed my life in so many ways because that helped me to deal with lean seasons of my life. Just having that visual of being a river. And if you think about river, you think about fresh water, clean water. It's not stale. It's not stagnant. You don't have lower life forms living in a river. You have, you know, certain types of fish, even salmon, which swims upstream and all of that. But when it comes to pond, you've got the lowest of life forms. The oxygen levels are low. There's heavy sediments at the bottom. The water that's sitting there has been there for however long. <laughs> and all in all, it's just not attractive at all. Well, I have 
another couple of points to share on how to cultivate an abundance mindset. But the good thing about the fact that we've run out of time is that this is a mini series and we are going to pick off exactly where we left today. I want to end with a question. What does abundance mean to you? In what ways do you practice abundance? I'm going to post this question on my social media as well, and I encourage you to answer it so that we can learn from each other, because this is such a vast topic and I cannot claim to be an expert on it. I'm still learning, still growing. I also ask that you subscribe to this podcast if you haven't subscribed yet. Review it if you haven't reviewed it. And even if you have reviewed it, please give it another review because I know that it has evolved over the last oh, 12 months plus since I've been recording it. And also, please share it with your network. Now, there's going to be a whole lot more sharing that needs to be done with when the new YouTube channel goes live on the 3rd of December. So you might as well start now. You are awesome for listening. I appreciate you so much. And I look forward to picking up again next week. But in the meantime, we're going to chat on social media. We're going to chat via WhatsApp and we're going to chat via email. And you can also visit my website. All the links to all the handles and all the things I've talked about are in the show notes. Till next time. Leave from the inside out. Talk to you soon.